Hello and welcome to this edition of Political Profundity Modern Times Podcast on everything in the political world with John Guzon and Karen Weil. Hello, Karen. Afternoon. So here we are getting ready to enter into December 2018, and the last week of November really kind of puts a lumping on Donald Trump and the Robert Mueller investigation. Um, Karen, you know, this week we had talked about it all year long, and you know, it's now it's nearly two years, um, and is, was there another week, do you think, that has brought out more uh, revelations and shown us more about what might have happened um, in the run-up to the election and then even after it? That's certainly a possibility. I don't know if it would be coming from Mueller's office, not being Robert Mueller, of course, who is leading the special counsel investigation over what or what Trump may or may not have done concerning collusion with Russia to interfere with the election. Just needed to say that in case anybody hadn't figured it out. And I suspect our listeners are smart enough to know. That's right. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, there's been theories all along that really a lot of the leaks are coming from the Trump administration, somebody within it. Uh, that We don't know who, obviously. Um, it could be you barren. Know, it, you, it just, it's almost, you know, it's impossible anymore in this day and age for any kind of scandal you know, to stay hidden. Mm-hmm. It just, it, eventually somebody's going to talk, somebody's going to say something, something's going to leak out over social media. Uh, frankly, uh, it's surprising to some degree we don't know more mm-hmm. about all of this. But again, we have now, we have Michael Cohen pleading uh, in a deal with the Mueller office, we already have Paul Manafort's, uh, you know, sentencing and, and the fact that now there's evidence that he may have been relaying information back to the Trump team all along, uh, which he's not supposed to be doing. So he may be going to prison for an even longer time now. That's just not clear at this point. Um, we have two, I, I, would, I don't know if you'd really call them good players. They're not. But they're, they're these, both these whack job oddballs who sadly have had way too much influence and power over our political discourse uh, over the last, you know, 20 something years. And in the case of Roger Stone, way more than that. I am referring, of course, to Stone and then Jerome Corsi, yeah, who okay. I was gonna make sure that... really became famous with the 2004 presidential election. He was then a big birther when it came to President Obama. And of course, he's been all over the media recently trying to defend his actions. In all of this, he's been a longtime political operative, an especially sleazy one. He was Both the uh, swift boat, uh, for um, that matter. He was the um, swift boat. Did he do the John Kerry swift boat, and then he did the birth? He was, yes, right? that's correct. He was one of them. He wrote a book called Obamination. Haha, Obamination. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, his own background is not exactly squeaky clean. There were child abuse. I talked about physical, not sexual ones. Against him not too long ago. Um so uh, it's just this incredible stew, if you will, of characters and suspects and people who are, you know, seriously deep crap. Now, of course, Manafort, maybe Cohen, depending on what he can tell, you know, Mueller's team, he may not have to deal with any kind of jail time. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen with Mike Flynn, who still has some, you know, there's some very questionable uh, you know, actions in his whole role in the Trump campaign. He's to be sentenced, I believe, this month, unless it's been getting moved again. 
Um, and, you know, it's, it's, we don't know yet if Stone or Corsi will be indicted. Um, I, mean, I, I guess my own sense, John, is that these leaks are not coming from Mueller's office. Again, they're coming from somebody within the Trump team, either out of, you know, disgust with Donald Trump, and yet they don't seem to be courageous enough to quit their job, uh, or somebody who really just, you know, may not be working in the Trump administration, but knows enough to be talking to the press with credibility. As you see, it's just another mystery in this whole bizarre, terrible, uh, you know, affair. Yeah, but, that we've been living with now for two plus years. So when it comes down to it, it ends up, it seems like now that we have Jerome Corsi having the highest profile he's had ever, no matter what he's gone through in the past. Um, and he has kind of, you know, he's made his media rounds. He's been everywhere. He's been talking about what he what he knows, what he doesn't, saying he's willing to go to jail. Um, but he was obviously somebody that, um, again, was involved in these... Um, uh, but it seems like his dirty tricks have taken an, or took another level in 2016 if they were really trying to seek these um, uh, these stolen emails or encouraging others to do them. Um, he was obviously a fixture in it. Um, it does seem, you know, whether it's a comedy of errors that you end up having someone like Corsi who supposedly still believes that the moon landing was was a fake. Um, and, and, you know, but... W- Either it was a, a, a master stroke to have him involved because you could just say he's this unhinged nutbag and you can eventually just, you know, put him on the line. Um, or it was just, you know, a meeting of, of, of the uh, substandard minds coming together. But, you know, Stone obviously has a way to be maybe exceptionally sneaky, um, ex- exceptionally slimy, it seems like. But, um you know, w- with looking at the timing, I've always had this hunch that he was made to be this consultant guy who's on the side because then he doesn't have to have any real connection to the campaign anyway. Um, and it seems like it played that 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 you know it played out that way. And 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 who knows? But that's the details I think that we're seeing that Corsi was there and involved, and they were trying to get information from WikiLeaks to find out when they were going to be released. Um, and what that they did ultimately come. Um, from the Russian hackers. So I think that that's the important part besides the fact that we had talked about that what Cohen has brought together is that there was some sort of, uh, you know, trying to get the tower in Russia, um, in Moscow, trying to, uh, you know, maybe pay Putin off with a $50 million penthouse. Um, you know, and so there's elements here that who knows whether it goes to WikiLeaks and they're taking this stuff and trying to turn a blind eye that is coming from Russian, from Russian intelligence but that they still don't know when they're going to release it. And, and so then it has to be, you know, it's their plausible deniability. And then they had to find out when, you know, WikiLeaks, who I think was probably being as used as anyone else um, by both the Russian government and the, and the, Trump, uh, the Trump campaign, then ended up having to find out when they were going to release them and encouraging them to release them in certain times. That's what, I, you know, kind of the long and short of what I got out of this week. And that's information we didn't have before. Um, anything else that you see there? Any holes in in my prognostication? Not really. I mean, again, we're we're just to quote Donald Rumsfeld. There are no unknowns here. Was it unknown knowns? Right. You know, we know who the players are. How deep some of their roles really are or were hasn't totally been 
totally been answered, although with Paul Manafort, we certainly have, and Michael Cohen, you know, have a much clearer picture. Another person here who could be in a lot of trouble is Donald Trump's son, Don Jr. He testified before the Senate Judiciary Committee in September 2017. I don't recall that being made public, but he was under oath. That he wasn't involved in the Trump Organization's efforts to build the tower in Moscow. He wasn't aware that Cohen directly reached out to the Kremlin, which personally you can't believe for one moment that either he or, you know, or his brother, or I should say neither, or the dad did not know that Cohen was doing this. That just seems ridiculous, given supposedly, you know, these Trumps are hands on with everything. So why wouldn't they have known that Cohen had gone to the Russians to try to ink some kind of real estate deal. Again, just doesn't make any sense. Um, so, you know, John Jr.'s testimony basically clashes now with what Cohen has acknowledged in a plea agreement. So it could be very well, and we just don't know when, you know, we could see Don, Donald Trump Jr. being indicted, um, which would be extraordinary on so many levels. I don't know about you, John, I can't recall... Any president's son or daughter being indicted for anything? Um, no, and, and I, I mean, know, and and Donald Trump. I just learned one thing that I say about Donald Trump Jr. Like his father, he's just such an obnoxious, unpleasant, arrogant individual. Uh, it's somebody you're not going to feel sorry for. And I realize he has five kids. I feel sorry for them. I'll tell you what, but not for him because he can't keep his mouth shut. He enjoys being a troll, just like his dad. And I don't think he's doing himself any favors, but. You know, what remains to be seen, but the kind of the narrative is right now, there's a very good chance that he is going to be indicted. Yeah, a, a very good chance. You've also never seen a first lady who you could see naked. Um, so, you know, uh, I guess, I guess there's... Yeah, um, I just don't, you know, it's like, again, I always laugh when people bring up Bill Clinton. I'm sorry, Bill Clinton was an altar boy compared to Trump and his whole scumbag family. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I, I, I do not include the underage children or Tiffany in that. But really, this is just such a terrible group of people. I, I mean, it's, it just gets embarrassment to this country in so many ways to have people like this as your quote-unquote first family. They certainly don't act like it. Um, that is true. And, you know, speaking to what this does to Donald Trump, I think, um, it was very interesting to see that um, – there was uh, the Watergate, the, the the document, the roadmap that Watergate Special Prosecutor Leon Jaworski sent to Congress in '74 uh, that informed the impeachment proceedings. Um, kind of, you know, I've I've heard that there's been analysis, and now that it's out, there's a very interesting, um, uh, you know, article in Lawfare that was written in uh, mid September that kind of talks about how there was. If 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 Trump in, encouraged anyone to withhold information, um, and you can get people to corroborate that, that's 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 a charge for impeachment right there. And we know that there are several people that have lied, um, and this is some stuff that we didn't know about. Um, same thing we're talking about with you know Don Jr. Him encouraging his son to not tell the truth um, by itself can be. Um, uh, a a make Trump an unindicted co-conspirator um, with you know in that conspiracy in that conspiracy to to Sorry. obstruct justice um, by itself. I think Trump knows that he's in 
a world of pain that what is going to be happening in the future is that that whole thing that they're talking about that they don't want them to answer these questions it almost seems like the questions were the carrot um that they dangled in front of an and you know an animal at some way and then it, and that was like the lions and then in the meantime as he's focusing on the carrot um they 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 attack him from behind and that, that that's what it seems like it's happened is that he's already <laughs> done these things um and so he was so worried about getting these questions and what he's going to say but by everyone else going and trying to not tell the truth and even what Manafort has done further strengthens 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 that there's a conspiracy to obstruct justice whether there's anything else um and and that is also part of what they laid out what Jaworski laid out in 74 and what made Nixon guilty and and why he had to resign um and 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 so you know to me it's just the slow play out at this point whether it gets there um, and, and we'll have to see, but it, it, it almost seems like those things can already be alleged. Um, and, and you don't have to indict the president they say you can't. Um, but that's what Jaworski did to get around it. He was named an unindicted co-conspirator in this event so that he was still going to be facing, um, those same criminal charges when he left office. Um, and, and so it was still there. Um, I don't know any feeling on how this plays out to, um, you know, future uh, 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 legal jeopardy for, you know, the president, his family, anyone else who 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 lied in order to stop the investigation? Well, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't I didn't totally understand the question. You know, Can you I just repeat that last part of it, John. I'm so sorry. No. Is is there any is there any, uh, you know, legal damage possible to the president, to anyone else who who maybe, you know, lied or didn't tell the truth to investigators uh, during the investigation. Cause that seems like just by that alone, you can have a, um, you can make the president an unindicted co-conspirator. Well, he quote reportedly, and if this is, you know, may not be true, but he's the individual number one quote unquote that we've seen in uh, these other articles and allegations concerning Russian interference, Manafort's actions, Cohen's actions, and possibly Don Jr.'s. Um, I, you know, again, I there was an interesting article from Charles Pierce of Esquire. He is a very liberal columnist who, who can be, you know, very tough on the Democrats and somewhat of a, no, I wouldn't say skeptic, but he, you know, he tends to be somewhat of a hardcore realist. He just said when, you know, if Mueller's going to make the charge that Trump indeed did obstruct justice and possibly did collude with a foreign adversary, his, his, wording was it has to be you know a thin bright line in other words it has to be crystal clear otherwise the GOP just in terms of political optics may be able to wiggle out of it although you know we've been dealing with this for two years now and you know okay there isn't any there isn't any sort of dun 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 moment here about what Trump may or may not may not have done but for a quote-unquote witch hunt, we've had how many convictions now? We've had indictments filed against, you know, Russian co-conspirators, you know, who candidly are in Russia, and you know, they cannot be brought here for justice. Um, but, you know, that's a lot of witches. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and yes, and... the argument is, they have, I'm sorry, the only other thing I was going to say, maybe they're not Manafort at all, per se, or not in trouble for direct collusion, but some of their act, other actions concerning Trump's campaign, 
Yeah, they're highly suspicious. And it does um, serve to the fact that you might have gotten Cohen um, and and, and possibly Manafort, because we don't really know what he's said in the past, Um, but for sure Cohen this week, it's found out that he was deceiving investigators and Congress on how long the Russian business deal was going on. And there was a reason for it. Like, if there really wasn't anything going on, is it was it only for optics? And I don't think so, because, you know, Trump knows to a certain level that, you know, and he's said very clearly in the past, I could walk out on Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and I wouldn't go to jail. Well, the same idea is I think that if there's not a real anything there at all, um, then why would they not just tell the truth? And that's where... That's why there's obstruction of justice. That's why there's lying to investigators. It's not to because people can forget and then they're trying to trap them because they just like throwing people in jail. It's because usually right. if you're lying about a certain situation, it's because you're covering up something on purpose. And, and what is that that they're covering up? Now, obviously, it's clear that there was a deal going down. What that ramification ends up being, we don't know. Um, you know, is it? That they were going to do, you know, quid pro quo. Was it that what they wanted in payback ends up being the the that they wanted they want the Magnitsky Act to go away, um, and that's why they went to the offices at that time and said, okay, this is really what we want. It's a one for one. We don't just want to keep you know Donald Trump forever, not knowing that it gives them, you know, uh, the uh, the leverage over Trump. Um, and what do they call that in, in, in the Soviet or in, in Russia? Compromat? Um, so, you know, just they want to compromise him in one way or another because once he makes that deal, whether it's for that or for anything else. But, but you know, that's really where it goes from here is what, what the payback is. Is it the Russian, um, you know, building in exchange for Magnitsky Act um, and then they let, just let him win? Is it, you know, Ukraine? Is it, is it, is it other things? But they obviously... We know that it's, you know, the Magnitsky Act, which we talked about on our previous podcast, is what is being used against the Saudi Arabians who, who, who murdered Khashoggi. And it's a, it's a vital weapon now between those who want to take the law into their own hands and those who stay within um, normal world norms at this point um, and, and don't kill people or invade, um, uh, you know, areas. It's really for, uh, you know, those, those individual murders like um, uh, happened that that started the act. So what he wants to get out of it, we don't know. But it's obviously opened up these these all these connections in between. These things are happening at the same time. They're going through WikiLeaks. Does does Trump really not know anything about it when there's all these um, you know things going on? And that whether he, he knows it or not, just the fact if you want to talk about compromise, I think you have to think that if the Russian government is helping Trump in 2016 and they could then provide any sort of evidence that would say, you know, they could even manufacture evidence if they wanted that said that he knew for sure about it because obviously it helped him that just the fact that they were doing it for him and he didn't call it out gives them a a compromising set of circumstances to use against him so that Trump is compromised and he you know, he wouldn't get normal national security clearance, let alone be elected president. But we can, you know, the American people do that, not just, you know, some national security experts. Um, but the 
you, you would hope that this would erode the base, but I don't uh, of Trump, and I, but I don't even see that happening. Do Do you see no. this making any sort of inroads beyond the ones who weren't con- convinced? And 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 do you I, think they I, have leverage on Trump? The, the Russians. I think you look Trump's base, which is roughly thirty to thirty five percent of the voting populace, not the entire country. They're a minority within that. Um, they're not going to abandon them because, as I've said before on this podcast, you know, the sad reality is we have roughly around that same percentage who are authoritarian-minded, and this is the one they've been waiting for for a long time. When you mix in that group with people who are racist and or just scared to death of, you know, changing demographics and don't like the fact that, that people of color and that more, you know, women are gaining power, you know, you have this toxic mix that will back somebody like Donald Trump, who knows, you know, says exactly what they want to hear. doesn't matter how much he's lying to them. They don't care. Uh, however, as for the rest of the country, doesn't like him anyway, didn't vote for him, won't vote for him in 2020. As complicated as this whole situation is, little by little, the facts of it, I think, are sinking in with a lot of people. I have no doubt one of the reasons the Democrats did so well in the House election this November. And, and frankly, you know, they didn't, they certainly didn't do a lot of pickups in the Senate, but it could have been much worse for them. And it wasn't. And that's telling. But I, I think that they, the, one of the main reasons is, is a lot of people want Donald Trump held accountable. It's not to say if there's not real evidence that they should, there should just be some kangaroo court and, and he should be unfairly impeached or railroaded. They want just fair hearings done. And if Trump can absolve himself of all of this, fine. I somehow don't think it's going to end that way. But, you know, that's what people want. Now, Trump voters, no. They don't care. There's no reaching them. So, and I think, frankly, the rest of us, candidly, just have to kind of tune out that other noise. And and the Democratic Congress will certainly have to. And not listen to these mainstream pundits like Chuck Todd that are going to warn about, you can't go too far, yada, 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 and do what they're supposed to. Hold hearings, you know, that are by the book, that are fair, that give Trump's people every opportunity to explain things and, you know, let the facts, you know, land where they do. Um, but I, you know, again, Donald Trump could have cleared this up from day one and he hasn't done it. So, you know, here we are. This is a mess of his own making. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I have nobody but himself to blame. And, you know, we understand, and we, like you had talked about, about a 35% um, of the voting population is just hardcore. Um, you know, you take a slight bit away from that. And, you know, when you get into the situation today, I think that, you know, the, the deny, deny, deny approach works. And when you're talking to um, your hardcore base, you can sometimes convince them of that and they just stay in your corner and will defend you regardless. I have a, a, a bit of hope, a slight slice of hope that once today he had to admit basically that he lied and he didn't admit it. But by what he's saying, it becomes, you know, ultimately clear that he was talking about, I don't have anything to do. We're not doing anything. But while he was running for president, while he was on television, um, trying to say that he wanted to be elected president in the summer of 2016 at the convention, he had just been, and, and his company and his his fixer and everyone else had been excited about 
getting this, knowing that he's going to have to give a $50 million condo possibly away to Putin for it, um, that it's disingenuous. And I like to, you know, hope that at some point, you know, that Gallup poll that comes out next week, I think is going to be very telling on what ends up happening. And, and, and we know, I think that even some of these Republicans that have been trying to support Trump, and I know that his, his base in Congress has gotten even stronger because even though they lost a lot of seats, the ones that are there are Trumpers, um, both in the Senate and the, and, and, and the house. Um, but once that gets to 30% or below, because we know last week it was 35% approval rating, if it goes below 30%, he's, he, then he starts getting into real trouble, especially when the report hasn't even come out yet. Um, so, you know, he's operating on a low margin before it, it's, it's even done. And you know the report is probably going to take him down a couple of extra points. And, and, and that admission today, there's going to be more of those days as more information comes out, more indictments are released, or we get more information somehow, or the report comes out, or of course he flips, or, you know, someone says, okay, I did it. You know, yeah, we've been talking about it. We knew all along. Um, until that day happens, and who knows, maybe Cohen's doing it, and he's just trying to get, grab as many people as he can. Um, but, you know, um, back to, you know, what ends up happening, and because I think that that's what's important, um, is that we just still don't know what, you know, Robert Mueller knows, or his team, or what they really have. And, and you know, whether it's coming from, we didn't know this whole timeline, we didn't know some of these other bits, um, you know, the, the, we heard earlier this week that, that, that Paul Manafort had visited um, the Ecuadorian embassy in June and, and Manafort, and that was from a report from The Guardian, um, and, um, you know, Manafort vehemently denied it. Um, everyone else did and said, you know, it's not true. Um, the Guardian, the, you know, The Guardian still hasn't printed a retraction. It's just kind of gone away with all the other news that we've had. But that being true also leads into that idea of what else, you know, Mueller might know. And obviously we don't know what he doesn't know. Um, And as, you know, uh, I I think you have a nice Donald Rumsfeld I can set you up for, a quote from him (laughs) um, for this. But, um, you know, there's there's obviously more intelligence, I think, that he has, whether it's from intelligence uh, groups um, from around the globe, um, like, you know, whatever MI5 or MI6 might be doing in uh, London and in, in the UK or across the globe, um, um, any other um, nation that might be willing to help in this. But we don't know what he knows from visits to an embassy, to other tapes that have been made or when they know people have traveled to certain spots. Um, you know, there still was that idea in the, um, in the uh, Steel report about Cohen traveling um, to uh, Romania, I think it was, um, at some point to kind of make another deal. Um, so, you know, what do you, else do you think about, do you think that there's a lot here that, 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 that maybe Mueller even has a greater timeline and, and how, how important is it that there's all these, um, secrets going around and international security circles that might be there to kind of connect these dots that Trump and his yes men don't want to fill in, but will be forced to by having this other information. I mean, I think this is not the same subject, but we just saw recently that the CIA came out and said, yes, the Saudis murdered Jamal Khashoggi, specifically that M- Mohammed bin Salman okayed it, therefore had a role in it. Um, I think 
you know, and of course, the Trump administration wasn't too happy with that. And they continue to Donald Trump continues to whore himself for MBS because we know the Saudi government is propping up a lot of his businesses, um, which is, you know, beyond despicable and disgusting and trashy. But, you know, that's Donald Trump for you. That's just what he is. And what that shows to me, I bring this up because you might recall earlier this week in this fire hose of, you know, we started on Sunday, I'll backtrack again, where we had tear gas being fired at people trying to seek asylum. Seems like months ago. In San Diego County, where I live. Mm. Um, Going from that to Gina Haspel, the CIA director, being, you know, cryptically not showing up to a meeting she was supposed to. Mike Pompeo, the Secretary of State, who, I, you know, I don't know where, who in Trump's group thought this guy was going to be a good idea. He is every bit as clumsy and arrogant and stu- as Rex Tillerson was. I wasn't going to say stupid. Tillerson wasn't stupid. I think Pompeo is. I was He's asked to be here, and I'm here. resume on this guy who, you know, he went in her place. You know, I think we can put together, the, we can connect the dots. She, you know, the Trump administration knows damn well that the House still knows. And they didn't want her going and telling Congress, yeah, you know, MBS had him killed. Um, this is just this is just sick and twisted beyond belief. It also it just further damages the United States standing in the world right now, and that is not a good place for us to be. Um, I, I went, going back to the whole Trump Russia scandal disaster. One thing that I'm still amused at are in the whole timeline with taking the meeting with some of these Russian operatives, with some members, with Donald Trump Jr. and Jared Kushner, who then left the meeting, I guess. At some point, that infamous July 20, or was it June 2016 meeting? There's just so much crap, you know, honestly, it's hard to keep track of it. My apologies. And, you know, the meeting was supposedly about Russian adoption. I don't think anybody believes for one moment it had anything to do with that. Certainly not based on emails. And the most infamous one, you know, from Trump Jr., if that's what you say, I love it, i.e., you're going to provide dirt on Hillary Clinton. Um, you know, again, they, they've all been extraordinarily dishonest from the get-go. And, <clears throat> you know, none of them seem to have learned a lesson. When you're in a hole, the best solution is to keep quit digging. And frankly, both Trump, his son, and everyone else in this whole mess, I guess save now for Michael Cohen, maybe Manafort, I don't know. I think Manafort, frankly, is much more afraid of another force besides Donald Trump. And we'll just leave it at that. Um, but, you know, none of them seem to have learned that. I, I just, you know, again, we haven't seen the Mueller report. We don't know what it's going to say. Uh is there a chance it could totally absolve Trump? Sure, but I think even the most hardened cynic isn't saying that anymore either. But, you know, that's the constant suspense of all this. It's sort of the holding pattern until that report is out. Well, we yeah, don't know. I mean, and Other than the people who have been convicted and who are, going to, who are already in a lot of trouble and who could be indicted. Now, whether or not they can claim or say that Donald Trump directly knew about Russian interference, was okay with it, gave us permission to do X, Y, and Z, that isn't totally clear yet. And, you know, they've already, you know, made it clear. I mean, I think it was, we know that no matter what they said about the Trump Tower meeting, um, that it was really to try to repeal the 
Magnitsky Act. Um, Correct. And, and, you know, which is really, you know, they could talk about it being adoptions, but that's not really why, why Vladimir Putin doesn't like it. Um, you know, it's, um, it applies globally and authorizes the government, the United States government to sanction human rights offenders, freeze their assets and ban them from entering the United States. And, and, and that's really the important thing because what happened on one side or the other is that was, that was the only, um, um, uh, tie back to that that the Russians felt like they could do is that they stopped Russian adoptions by U.S. families. So it, but that was just their retaliation. Um, if they say they want to end that, um, that's all that it really matters. It, it, it has to do with um, really them trying to kind of freeze the assets of anyone who 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 um violates human rights and um and and like we mentioned that's what they're using to freeze the assets of the saudis who who killed khashoggi directly um you know and for sure they haven't freezed any of mbs's assets yet but again that's another element and and like we had talked about a few weeks ago this this act um which um to uh, see, it was passed, signed into law by Obama in 2012, um, and I think it went into effect in 2016. Um, so that act to me is is ends up being very important because of what it does. It's mainly, mainly, mainly Russians are those tied into, you know, Putin's Russia. They don't necessarily have to be, you know, you know, Russian. Um, I think there's a um, some Albanians, um, uh, some folks from the Dominican Republic, uh, somebody from Gambia, um, but a lot from Tajikistan, Ukraine, Uzbekistan, um, that are Azerbaijan, um, that are really that's who they're attacking is these kind of you know people, and and to me it's a it's a it's an important element to all of this because I think that that's really what they wanted to end and that's what they thought knowing that it was coming up it was important to to Putin at the time and if he got just that out of Trump um it made an you know it was enough for him to do all the rest of this because he knew that there was no way that Hillary Clinton would have gotten rid of it and you know you know at least by shining the light on what happened if we didn't know if if Trump was able to shut everything down and we never got this this bright light coming in on that side that we wouldn't know um, that that maybe Mag- the Magnitsky Act would have gone away uh, a long time ago. Yep, that's certainly a possibility. So hey, at least there's something good that maybe came out of this whole thing so far. Huh. I, you know, again, I, I honestly just I realize the Magnitsky Act is much more complicated, but it, that anybody honestly believes the Trump family gave two shits. Excuse my French about whether or not. Americans can adopt more Russian kids is just nonsense. And that, that is not why this meeting was held. Um, it's why I think, you know, there's a theory is Donald Trump Jr. is in a lot of trouble, not just for that, but for other reasons. I, I you know, I, I, uh, I don't know what, uh, what, I mean, maybe some good is coming. The only, you know, to me, you talk about good coming out of this. I think the good that's come out of the last two years, obviously, is that we have more Americans who are politically engaged 
And some of our institutions, specifically our court system, not always, but has been a good bulwark against some of the more egregious actions of the Trump administration. We also had a lot more people vote, in fact, an astonishingly large number in the midterms. Now, you know, quite a few of them voted for Republicans, too, but the people are just more active and are paying attention. And I, I just go back to my point, as complicated as this mess is with Donald Trump and the Russians, like I said, more every day, more of it is sinking in with voters. And it's leaving an impression. And who knows? Um, I mean, we also don't even know what other sort of abuses have been happening. Obviously, he was looking to profit off of being the Republican nominee. Um, who knows whether ultimately at some levels he's profited from being the president of the United States and what that ultimately ends up meaning. I don't think we know at this time. You know, here's what I, I'm going to get some Twitter wisdom here for you. It's from Will Salatan, who's a writer for Slate. And he was responding to Byron York, who's a right winger with uh, Washington Examiner. One of them used to be with, I think, the National Review. And he's written some pretty crackpot columns. Yeah, you know, he wrote one defending from today, and Will Salatin responded. And what if, you know, about going back to the, you know, what Ruach feels is just not true regarding Trump winning the Electoral College, albeit by 77,000 votes, which is pathetic, no matter who, you know, has that number. But he has an interesting quote, or a tweet, I should say. I guess you could say it's a quote, too. And what if, having won, Trump decided to keep his business and to use his office to advance it? What if Trump has no moral understanding of public service? I, I mean, I think that is one of the most apt descriptions of this this guy that I've ever read. Mm. You know, he ran originally just to get a raise from GE, is what it really comes down to, when he still had his apprentice show. He was mad because Gwen Stefani was making more money uh, for what she was contracted to do, and I believe that would have been the voice at the time than he was. Um, you know, we sadly it ballooned from there, and, and here we are. Um so well, I this hope isn't that... a guy who gives a damn about doing the right thing for this country. It's about right. enriching himself, his family. And, you know, to me, John, the frightening thing is I don't think he, he would hesitate to throw any of his three oldest children under the bus if it came down to him, to it. So I, I think if I were Don Jr. right now, I would be very nervous because mm. your dad really doesn't, you know, I, I'd like to tell him your dad really doesn't have your back. Yeah. Um, I hope that one of the things that, 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 you know, good that comes out of this is that we don't have to hear... Uh, any more about the direct jump from business to politics, that uh, there has to be, oh, yeah. um, especially at the highest level in the land uh, of of being the president, um, that finally we realize that that doesn't work, that you can't do it politically, and you also can't do it without having any elements of corruption possible, um, and especially when you're a real estate developer. Um, so anyway, um, I hope that that really is, is something that, you know, we don't have to hear that anymore from the right, that they'll even be over that and that no one will want to do it um, because it's just a bad choice, I think. You know, at least make these guys that are going a direct jump have to be a governor or do something else. Um, and I've said that from the beginning with Trump is that he wasn't ready because he's never been a politician ever. And you can't go to the height of politics from never being in it and being a businessman, uh, being an actor does not cut it for having to be the political wizard that you need to be able to make it through four or eight years as the president of the United States, or at least having enough of a backing of someone else who knows it. Um, you know, I think George Bush had a lot to learn, and, and I think he learned it and was able to get through it because he saw his dad do it. 
Um, you know, but, but, you know, the Bill Clintons, Barack Obama's, um, you know, even same thing with Ronald Reagan. He served as a governor, so he knew what was going on, and he had great people behind him. Um, so it, it takes a lot. Hopefully we don't have to hear about this businessman as president again. Oh, amen. From your lips to God's ears. I, one way or the other, no matter when we're rid of Trump, hopefully that's sooner than later because he's either forced to resign, just quits, or maybe just loses in 2020, either in a primary challenge or in the general election. I don't care which. But um, there's going to have to be a serious institutional overhaul. And that's going to take, I mean, there's going to have to be the political will behind it. And let's not kid ourselves. The GOP probably will not be on board with some of it. It's also, you know, it's going to be up to the voters themselves to demand these changes. Yeah. But, of course, that then gets into dealing with the Constitution. So that's a very tricky. But ideally, no one, unless he or she has had legitimate government experience, should be able to run for president. And I guess I do think, you know, the matter with Russia, you know, that's going to damage him. It already has. It's why his approval ratings are still on the toilet. Think about that. As terrible a person he is, I think for a good chunk of Americans, and I'm, I'm dividing this between both a moral and just a practical line, if the economy is good, a lot of people, even though they may not care for a leader, they're willing to tolerate that person. But the fact, even with a good economy, that most people don't like Donald Trump and don't want him in office anymore, then that tells you a lot of, of what he is. Okay. I mean, it's incredibly sad, and it's 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 terrifying. And it does seem it does seem like the uh, investigation into Russia, potential corruption investigations within in the administration, are going to be uh, political topics from now until 2020. Um, and I don't think there's a thing that anybody can do about it. And I think really, you know, we know that it's about a year and a half until um, uh, that uh, whoever the nominee is going to be for president it has to be decided. Um, and, and this year and a half, this the 18 months is going to be um, probably even crazier than the previous two years. And, and all we can do is hold on for the ride. Karen, thanks again. Um, we'll talk again very soon about our political situation. We never know what's going to happen early in December. And, um, you know, I'm hoping we're going to do a wrap-up of, of the year here near the end of December. Um, so Karen and I will be hard at work at that between now and then. Um, thanks again, Karen, for joining me on the podcast. Thank you. And I'd like to say thank you to our listeners and wish them happy holidays. And to any of them, if you have friends or family in Alaska, or if you're in Alaska, I hope you're safe. You know, there was a terrible earthquake there this morning. So let's keep those people in our thoughts, please. Thanks to you, Karen, and we'll talk to everyone next time. Bye.